पात्र अमिस्त्रोबीन हजार Okay, I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Hello, welcome to Don't Read the Latin. This is Jennifer Lovely. I'm Rice Hall. Uh, so Rice, what have you watched lately? Um, well, last night I watched a really broy comedy called Tag. What did you think about that? Because I've heard it's I laughed out loud many times. I don't think it's... it. It's kind of sweet at the end. But a lot of the time I was wincing because uh. I'm like, these guys are grown-ass men playing Tag and they're breaking windows out of places and they're wrecking golf carts i'm like somebody owns that golf cart because i'm a grumpy old lady you know what but you know what at the end i really (laughs) really enjoyed it and one of the things that turned me around on it was the closing credits sequence yeah because it's the guys who actually played the game who are like in their (gasps) 60s now that the movie is about and it's like how it's like there's a scene where one of them's at a at a game and the mascot comes up to him and, like, gives him a hug and then pulls the head off. Is like, Tag, you're it. And uh, <laughs> it's like these old men, That's and it so is awesome. adorable. And uh, so I actually really enjoyed enjoyed it. Yeah, Jim really wanted to see it. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't want to watch that with you. So it's, when it came out, I bought it for him, and he has yet to watch it. It's fun. Monty and I both enjoyed it. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a great... It's not Citizen Kane. <laughs> One of the things um, that I appreciate about it without having seen it which is you know kind of neither here nor there but that I think there's a lot of like men like comedies where they're being dumb men together but from what I look at it it also talks about still having friendships that last does it deal with that at all it looked like a little bit at the end yeah because I was I'm like I kind of want to support that because men but mostly it's their one friend that they've been they've been playing tag for like what 30 years mm-hmm. and they have this one guy that has never been tagged and he's like a special agent so whenever he's on he's not a real special agent he owns a gym in their hometown but whenever he's on screen and they're trying to Played tag by jeremy him, renner it is jeremy renner yeah whenever they're trying to tag jeremy renner the world goes into jeremy renner vision oh that's and awesome he's like that's Frank. He's coming up behind me, but I know he's overconfident. I'll just step to the left, and then you see him step to the left, and Frank, in slow motion, falls over. It, it's fun. I, I enjoyed it, and I laughed I'm going to push him to watch it. I laughed several times. I laughed exactly three times, and that was exactly what the movie did. So no. <laughs> I feel like the female characters have been shoehorned in. Oh, yeah. But well, at least, yes. yeah. Not terribly surprising. Um, and, and that was not what that movie was going to be about, was the female characters. No. Um, you were here the night I showed Upgrade, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I'd so, seen it before. Okay. I watched I think it you, when it first y- came out. You had, yeah. Uh, we, like me and we Jim, were the it. ones who had seen it. Yeah. I, I think everybody was really surprised at, like, You know what I liked about it, it? I liked how cyberpunk it is. Yeah. How straight up, nineteen early 1990s cyberpunk that yeah. movie was. 
And I hadn't thought about it the first time I saw it. But the second time I saw it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is so cool because it's retro. It's what we imagined. It's yeah. not like, yeah. The future. What's the future going to be like yeah. in 10 years? Yeah. And, and kind of like how we imagined, like in the 80s when we were thinking about the 90s. And oh my God, what's it going to be like? Um, yeah. I am really, really excited to see the next things that Lee Winnell does. Um, because I've liked everything else that he's done. Yeah, I saw the trailer for the new Ari Aster film, Summer. Mm. Oh, Midsummer. Midsummer. Oh, I haven't I'm watched like, the trailer. Well, you know, yet. I'm teaching that folk horror class right yeah. now, so I'm super excited like about that a new zone. folk horror film yeah. coming out, and it looks like folk horror. Maybe yeah. it's not. Maybe it's something completely different because you never know with that guy. Yeah, what he's. But I do. really, I really liked it. I can't wait to see it. I need to watch um, the trailer. I yeah. keep. It's it's hard because. With stuff like that that I know I'm going to look forward to, I'm almost afraid to find out too much about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The trailers doesn't show anything. Good. Unless you, there's like a second of something where it looks like, but I'm not going to zap root or it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to look frame by frame. I'm like, oh, that's a flash of something dead. Well, enough ah! of that. <laughs> what, else, what else have you seen recently? Good heavens, not much. Did you watch any documentaries or any classics? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> no, I have. I watched a couple classics last week, There, but the one I watched, I did not like them. Oh. It was like a murder mystery. I don't remember what it was called. It was from the 1940s, and it was just so boring. Well, then I'm glad you don't remember the name. So, you don't need to know what the name was. It's <laughs> so on my letterbox. It's under my name, Rias. I'm And I'm also on letterbox. Feel free to add me. Um, I have been just hanging for new-to-me horror movies. And... Uh, yeah, there's not much out there right now. Right now, no. Um, though, um, one that I did watch that just recently dropped on Amazon is Hole in the Ground. Uh, That's out already. Yes, and I would I can show it on Friday. Okay, show it on Friday. So I yeah. Can... So what is I will say, I really enjoyed it. I will say it is it is um when you it's not much of a, a um, gore spoiler. Uh, it is um, uh, a woman moves out into the like countryside. It's it's shot in Ireland uh, with her young son. And uh, they have these woods behind her house, and there's this giant hole. And uh, one time her son disappears, and she finds him passed out out by the hole. Uh-huh. Um, it's just like this huge chasm. Right. It's like, um, it looks like a bomb crater. Yeah. And she starts getting a feeling that it's actually not him anymore, that it is a changeling story. Um, yeah, and, and it's just that peaking of fear of, is she right, is she wrong, which is, mm-hmm. you know, and is, I is love he, those is, story- he, is he a monster, or is, is he not a monster? Is he, yeah, is he just a kid? Who knows? Mm-hmm. And, but it is very slow burn. It is very, very slow burn. Um, but it's very eerie. It leaves a lot to the imagination, and I really liked that. Um, but it's not going to be to everybody's taste. So if you like... If you like changeling stories, if you're willing to watch a movie that's just a very quiet, like, mother and son. Um, and, but I really, really enjoyed it. The, the, it was just fantastic. Um, so I did watch that. Um, and I watched a bunch um, in prepping for our topic, which is going to be Little Monsters. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so I'm not really going to talk about those. Uh, one thing that was an utter and complete surprise is I've started watching The History of Horror done by Eli Roth. Oh, that's really good. And I was shocked. I'm like five episodes in. So at this point, I've seen his episode on zombies. He has a two-parter on um, two-parter on slashers, kind of like the two different mm-hmm. um, time frames of slashers. And I've seen monsters, and I've seen... Anyway, so wow. I've seen five episodes. Oh, kitty. Speaking of monsters. Little Hello. monster Maggie. Hello, Maggie. <laughs> I heard a guy being interviewed on the radio last night on, like, Coast to Coast, and he had a cat that was clearly starving to death in the background. Because just, you just meow. kept hearing, meow, meow, You never feed me. Why are you petting me? I didn't even know, I didn't even listen to the interview because the cat was making me laugh so much. I'm like, I don't know what these guys say. It's probably oh. something crazy. The The other episode I saw, which I actually found um, to be really surprising, was the Demons and Possessions episode. Hmm. Uh, and surprising for the sense that Jordan Peele featured quite a bit in that, and that he sees um, uh, Get Out as a possession movie. And which we just being possessed by old white people. <laughs> Yes, which is terrifying. Which is pretty scary, especially <laughs> the conservative ones. Um, and Miss Maggie, you know, it's like re-examining Get Out. Um, between watching horror noir a mm. couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I haven't watched Get Out again recently, but I've been wanting to. I, yeah, now I completely want to. Um, and re-examining it via horror noir and the discussion of it in this history of horror it just oh yeah completely there so yeah i just haven't seen you know um the the other movie that i saw that i was watching it to have it be a part of the uh little monsters Mm -hmm. but the monsters were bigger than i remember (laughs) was i watched um a horror western called the burrowers Oh, those are pretty big monsters. They are. They're, you know, so that's why it's off the list. And it was... It had, Did you watch The Gate? The Gate is super fun. It is what I rewatched, but I was going to look at for... Uh, we'll talk <laughs> for about it later. We'll yep, get yep. to it. Um, but The Burrowers, I am a huge fan of the horror western. Um, yeah, I wanted The Burrowers to be better. It is. It's not fantastic. No. But it's, you know, it's, I mean, it's got Clancy Brown. I mean, that's really a lot in, in, enough for me in a lot of ways. And, uh, it was really like, it's this character drama in in a lot of the ways that like Bone Tomahawk is, because it's, Mm -hmm. it's the same, um, type of thing. Well, I mean, it's literally the same plot device that a a woman is kidnapped and they don't know by what, and they're, they're, it's a group of men going out to be manly. Right. So it's basically the searchers with monsters. With monsters. And... It Although was, John Wayne was in The Searchers, and his character was a monster in that. <laughs> well, don't make me tell you about John Wayne. <laughs> I didn't say nothing about John Wayne. <laughs> so, anyway, going on to Little Monsters, I would love to hear, because I was very delighted when you were just kind of going through your list. They're very different movies than the ones. Yeah. Some of mine I'm probably going to skip over because they're not really little monsters. Alright. Like, It's Alive, that's a baby. I don't care, man! It's Alive is on my list. Alright. I am standing by that. Alright, then. It's Alive is a really formative movie for me because um, 
back in the day when we only had the two TV stations, Mm -hmm. and there was a couple years where I would get to stay up late during the summertime, and it was before our CBS station was bought by this Minneapolis affiliate. And they would show the um, afternoon, there would be an afternoon movie before the 5 o'clock news. So it would start at like 3.30 and it would go until 5. And then there'd be the um, after the news movie every night. And so that's how I got to see uh, Kiss in the Phantom of the Park. And I got Ah. to see It's Alive. (laughs) I like that you say, got to see. Got to see it! As though it were a huge privilege. Ah. And oh my god, I'm so lucky to have seen Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Well, it's kind of hard to see now. (laughs) For for reasons. For reasons. It's just not very available. And, And probably... Partially because it's not very good, but we're not going to talk about that now. But I got to see It's Alive when I was far too young. Mm-hmm. And there is something just Me too. Truly... I saw it at a drive-in yeah. with a double feature with some dumb horror movie. And everybody's like, she'll be asleep before the scary movie comes on. You weren't. Wrong. <laughs> but that the baby is terrifying. And you, if I, I remember properly, because I haven't watched it in a really mm-hmm. long time. But the baby is like, you don't really get a really good visual of it. You just... Either no. see baby vision, or you see it, like, I kind of racing through I th- rooms. was reading, and I think Rick Baker may have made that That's baby. hysterical. Because he's like, <laughs> they called me the day before they needed it and said, we're not going to show it very much, we're just going to poke its head out of a bush. And so I made them, a qu- so I made them this really stupid-looking evil baby, and then they kept showing it in the film. <laughs> little pointing teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like It's Alive because I like Larry Cohen films a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a documentary about him that is on Shudder called King, King Cohen. Cohen. Yeah. Absolutely watch it. I definitely I had too. no idea that... I mean, I knew that he frequently shot without permits, <laughs> but I did not know to what extent. Like, there's a scene where someone robs a bank... And they just had a guy walk into a bank with a gun, waving it around. And then they all ran away? Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, there's a scene where someone gets shot while they're crossing the street, and he just waited till there's a big crowd of people going across the street and fired off a gun and had a guy fall down. And it's the natural reactions of the New Yorkers. They just step over him and keep going. And it's like, oh, my God. (laughs) So yeah, it, that's, that's awesome. an excellent documentary. Oh, and I also watched a documentary called American Scary, which is about horror movie hosts, and it's a delight. I've seen that. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. I love that. It just... So I guess that's your documentary corner, because I Rises forgot I had watched some documentaries documentary lately. corner. <laughs> but yeah, I... You have your own musical cue for when you have documentaries. Oh, that's lovely. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, I wanted to take just a quick moment and um, do a listener shout-out, which I never get to do because I don't know who my listeners are. Who are you? (laughs) It is Mina. Mina contacted me via email because I had been struggling to find The Haunting of Julia, which was the movie that I keep on my TiVo because it isn't available on DVD or Blu-ray. It's the movie that um, she did after, that Mm -hmm. Mia Farrow did after Rosemary's Baby. It was the one where her daughter dies and she tries to do the tracheotomy on her to keep her breathing and then the police show up and she's all bloody. And she messaged me to like, she goes, here's what the movie title was. And the the two titles of it are The Haunting of Julia or Full Circle. Right. I believe. Let's see. Yeah, Full Circle. Anyway, but I just wanted to say thank you very, very much because I very much appreciated your email. 
Thank so. you, Mina. So I'm going to, um, let's see. I'm, so, I am so glad you brought up It's Alive because we well, were both Another ago. thing I like about It's Alive is that a lot of his movies are message films. Yes. And It's Alive is a message film. At the end, it's at, throughout the film, doctors are repeatedly saying, this baby, it's, she was probably eating a bunch of artificially flavored foods or, or oh we goodness. don't know what's causing this. <laughs> and there, a lot of it is talking about how chemicals in your food can cause you to have a mutant baby. Well, you know, that was about the same time that they were having the um, the the anti-nausea medication that they were giving women and all oh, of the babies yeah, yeah. were born. Uh, uh, thalidomide? Thalidomide, yeah. Thalidomide babies. Um, who are all, there's a really, speaking of documentaries, there's a really I'm not fun, watching it. Well, it's actually, I, okay, you don't absolutely don't have to watch it. <laughs> I know the documentary you mean, and it's fantastic. And they're all grown to adulthood at this point. Oh yeah, and um, it just talks about the struggles that they had during their life, and also just a little bit on connecting with each other. Um, oh yeah, because there was just this huge group of children that their mothers. I mean, this is a medication that was recommended by their doctors. Right. So that's really terrifying, as well as the fact that back then people with physical deformities. Like, if you had a speech problem or something, you were put in... A home or... The, no, you are put in the school with the um, oh. mentally challenged kids, kids, even if yeah. you weren't. Yeah. And that really mental. messed a lot of people up. up. Yeah. So, I will, um, if I can, uh, uh, if I have a moment at a later point, I'll look up what the name of that documentary is and I'll post it. Okay. On stuff. Um... Let's see here. So, yes, the burrowers completely doesn't count because they're far too large. <laughs> um, completely did watch The Gate. And I Isn't thought it... charming? It is charming. And the thing that I really, really loved about it was the fact that all of the teenagers are actually teenagers. Mm-hmm. You actually... They, they are, and you believe that they are 14 or 15 yeah, years old. Yeah, because they're not, they're, they they're acting like themselves, like 14 or 15 Yeah, because the thing is, <laughs> yeah, what were we watching? Because we've been watching a lot of stuff on uh, the Hulu uh, Well, TV. like everybody in high, in high school in Riverdale, is for like example, 37. is in their 30s. Yeah. Like there's a scene where our, there's an, in the first series of, um, Riverdale, the big shock is that Archie and his teacher are dating. And I look it up on the and internet, she's like a year younger than him in real life. I'm yeah. Like, Come on. So this is the thing is, is they keep, um, talking about the CW, um, streaming channel and they keep showing this cheerleader show and I swear to God, they look 37 years mm-hmm. old. Yeah. And it's like, we had just, cause we were watching like some of like Flash or Supergirl or something and it's all got the commercials. And, and every time we're like, those are not believable teenagers, but it was just such a delight to see the game. Yeah. And the, actually, the, ch- the child actors are really are good in it. Fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, even like the metal kid, mm-hmm. like he, his acting is so nuanced because yeah. his big thing is that he lost his mom the year before. And there's a scene where she like comes to the door and, and yeah. he goes back and forth between being this like, hardcore metal kid that's jumping up and down in his room to this like complete to being a, just a metal normal little boy with his broken heart yeah yeah it was just fantastic and i was laughing that um steven dorf and i are like only a mere couple of months apart mm-hmm. in age and it it's just so funny having seen that as a teen and when then he like, was yeah and we were like so close in age and it's like i've literally watched him grow up alongside of me 
Um, because yeah, I just thought that was really neat. Um, so what's your next? Um, my next movie is kind of a series of movies. Okay. And that is the Basket Case films. I wish I liked them more, but I don't. <laughs> They're super trashy. <laughs> yes. Um, but Basket Case 2, I absolutely love. Yeah. That's the one where Belial, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Basket Case films, there's a guy who had a Siamese twin, a parasitic Siamese twin growing off his side, had it surgically removed, but it didn't die, and now he carries it around in a basket, and it gets very, very angry and kills people. Pretty much. Yes. Um... But in Basket Case 2, Belial, the little demon child, the little demon lump, Doesn't he finds get love, love and he meets a meets another weirdo. And then there's this whole thing where there's this house that she has and she just keeps adopting all of these freaks and monsters. And they have like little birthday parties and the makeup all looks like it was designed by like Basil Wolverton because there's just weird weird looking cartoony <laughs> makeups and i really did not expect to like it i didn't see it till like a year and a half ago and i was like these makeups are so unrealistic and so charming because i know exactly what comic book artists yeah. they're stealing this style from yeah. and I, I i really liked that and yeah. i also liked that all the freaks had a happy home together <laughs> i'm I kind of kick myself because I think I would like it more if I had watched it back when it came out because I always remember seeing the VHS. Mm-hmm. And I think I was a lot more accepting of, like, really trashy cinema when I was younger. And now I'm completely... Every once in a while, they, they you'll have the meme that goes on, like, the horror movie mm-hmm. um, communities where they're like, you know, highfalutin horror movie, like, snob. And then there are other people that are like, let's watch the Splatter movie one more time! Yeah, let's watch Street Trash! <laughs> I'm like, no, there's, room, there's room for all of us, but... <laughs> there I, is. I just watched <coughs> Street Trash for the first time. I've heard... I've read so much about it. It's which terrible. makes me a, that snobby Oh, it movie. is. It is... <laughs> What, what I've heard is wonderful but about it is... But they melt down, and when they when they melt from the horrible poison they're taking, they turn into, like, this multicolored, bright-colored slime. It's, I believe it's tempera paint. That'd be awesome. Technically speaking, I believe that's what the term for it is. I've, and it's kind of neat that way, but the movie is so incredibly sexist. Yeah. And so incredibly... Just gross. It's gross, and it's hateful. Yeah. What I've heard is good about it is the fact that it just shows New York at its... At yeah, its, it like, kind of does. At its, at its dirtiest and at trashiest, trashiest. Before, before it got cleaned up. Before, you know, Times oh, Square yeah, became I, Yeah, I mean, Times I Square. really enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, I have books just about that era in New York that I love. <laughs> but I'm glad I didn't live there. Yeah, yeah. As like what a fifteen year old girl? No, <laughs> no, not a lot. Of, not a lot of time squaring for me. Even though I love the idea of grindhouse theaters, <coughs> yes, I do not like the idea of being a young girl alone in one. One, yeah, you wouldn't be alone for long. Recipe for disaster. Um, I am going to go straight to an absolutely silly, but again formative. Um, about the same time I discovered Fright Night, I discovered Critters. And my two... Leonardo DiCaprio quitter critters? Uh, no. Scott Grimes critters. Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio... DiCaprio? <laughs> I am drinking absinthe right now. Leonardo DiCaprio... Cap... 
<laughs> you know, I said it right. <laughs> I win. You know who we're talking about. Isn't Lenny the, the Cap. We're going to call him Lenny the Cap. Yes. He's in the second movie. But in the very first movie, which has D. Wallace, which we were discussing earlier, if you're in the Seattle area, um, at the beginning of May, uh, I believe May 3rd, 4th, and 5th is the mm-hmm. Seattle Crypticon, and uh, D. Wallace is going to be there, and I'm actually really, really, really excited, except I don't know I can, I don't know if I need to just not say anything about not liking the rest of Lords of Salem, or if I can say, while not enjoying Lords of Salem, I desperately desperately want a small movie made of just the witches because the witches I don't even remember her being in lords of salem she was one i was of the three so witches. angry at lords of salem because i'm like I, it was so obvious i'm like oh look rob zombie watched a bunch of ken russell films he did and but there's nothing wrong with watching a bunch of ken russell films and well, i love i love the old witch stuff with the crone who's played by um meg um with the beautiful ice mm-hmm. ice eyes meg I know who you mean. And, um, but the three witches, um, that are played by, uh, Magenta, um, Patricia Quinn. Patricia Quinn. I love Patricia Quinn. And Dee Wallace. And then another older woman actress that is absolutely wonderful, whose name is escaping me. But the, the, every scene with the three of them just plotting, yet having tea together. Patricia but then, Quinn was at Anglicon in Seattle this year. Oh! I couldn't go. But I, I want, I desperately, if this, if anybody out there has the mean, I know Jillian's put the, the, the request out there yeah, for me. Yeah, Jillian's. But if somebody could make that small video of just the witches, just the, you know, back in time where they're all naked and, and, and worshipping Crone Meg, and then all the scenes where they're having tea in the dark apartment, and then occasionally plotting murder, like, that would be my perfect movie. <laughs> but, um, anyway. I'll get on that. Uh, Critters is, uh, these aliens come from space, and they look like giant tribbles with giant gaping mouths. Right. Full of teeth, and they are like Fizzgig. Yes, like Fizzgig from uh, Dark Crystal. Except they are just like trebles, where they like multiply like motherfuckers, and they're just everywhere. Except they're just killing machines of destruction, and along with them come uh, these two bounty hunters. One of them played by Terrence Mann, who I have to this day, like the crush that I have, thanks to Fright Night. On Sarandon and the crush that I have on Terrence Mann, thanks to Critters, because <laughs> he picks a picture out of a magazine, or no, from a See, video. I've never seen tr- Critters. Oh! He, 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 there's this really famous, haha, finger quotes, famous rock star that he sees in the video because they are like these um, faceless forms, these bounty hunters. And whenever they go somewhere to kill people, oh, so he takes the they form take of a the... form. Sure. And the other guy takes the form of a Playboy model, and he f- completely forms with the giant boobs and the, with the giant staple in the midsection. Of because course, he does because it that's what they look like. Yeah, and um, but I had such a crush on him. Um, but yeah, they are like... Uh, taking over the town and it's a you know a feisty kid trying to save his family and the bounty hunters who are just willing to destroy everything if they have to and it's it, there were so many movies like that in the mid 80s that were oh, very yeah. much horror movie light and a lot of these little monster movies like a bunch of my movies are all 85 Critters, 80 ghoulies, 86 80, 87 yeah um yeah and it was like all of my favorites are these ones that all came out when I was 12, 13 years old. 
Is that Max or Maggie? Or was it Max? It, oh, it's no, Max. If there's no collar, it's I know, Max. I usually can only tell by the tail. This yeah. is Max. Hi, baby. Max is not usually the kind of gentleman who lets me pet him. He's been very sweet. He needs lots of love. I think he's been hiding under blankets a lot, which usually means he's not feeling very well. I'm sorry, Kitty. I haven't been so, feeling great either. Sometimes his butt just hurts him. I'm so sorry Mom. about your butt. Yeah. I know. Okay. So. Um, so anyway, it's just a very favorite. It's like I saw it at just the right time. and Yeah. And I've even rewatched it recently, and I don't care. I still love it just as much. So You're allowed to. <laughs> can like what I want. So I'm going to bring out a made-for-TV movie from 1973. Yes. No, I'm listening. Called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. I wanted to see that so badly. Okay, so here's my story. Because I hate the remake. I didn't hate the remake. I just felt like it didn't bear any resemblance to the original, and it was forgettable. Yes. I didn't hate it. I just kind of forgot about it. I was Well, I but was really just... angry about it because it was Guillermo de Toro Presents. Right, and he so produced it. I walked in with and wrote the very high expect. He did. I think he wrote it or co-wrote it. I think it. he only produced it because I remember. Okay. Anyway, I don't know. But I was mad because I walked in with Guillermo de Toro expectations and did not get them. But anyway, nope. tell me about the movie because I want to see. So here's when I was a kid. I was a, when I was a very small child, like nine or ten, like Tecla's age. I was terrified of horror movies and scary stories. But there were so and many good my mom's TV horror friend movies. came over and they were sitting drinking wine at the kitchen table. And I was off kind of reading my book in the corner like I always was. <laughs> and my, my mom's friend, Vicky, who's still like my mom's best friend. <laughs> she was living at their house last month for a while. So Vicky started talking about this movie she had seen on TV. And she described the story that it was... These people move into this house, and they have this sealed-off fireplace, and they don't know why, so they unseal it, and these things come up, but they can only move around in the dark because the sun hurts them. I did not no. sleep. And then she's like, and there's a scene where they're hiding under a potted plant. I did not sleep for a week because of the description of this movie. And then I finally saw it about five years ago, and it's really good. It is scary and creepy. But it is nowhere near the movie that scared me before I had seen it. Um, so do they have it at Scarecrow? Is that how yeah. you saw it? Mm -hmm. Because the only place I found it is a YouTube rental. Uh, Scarecrow has it. Okay. Well, I'll just go to Scarecrow. Um, but it's really... Um, I, I will say that I was really excited to see that um, because YouTube has got its own channel now, which I haven't I haven't paid to, no, not to have. No, YouTube can't have my money. <laughs> But um, they do have some rentals on there, and some of the stuff that they're making available is stuff that is out of print, and there aren't other ways to watch it if you don't have a scarecrow in your in your city. Yeah, if you don't and have so, a, yeah. And so, and that's the thing is, we're I really wish we're very lucky. We're very fortunate in Seattle to have, like, the world's one of the world's largest film archives that we can just go into. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I really wish you'd see more of... Um, VOD options of these films that are never going to get another DVD or Blu-ray release um, because it doesn't cost any money I mean other than like if you have to clean it up at all but to have it just available and all you're going to do is make money from you know you know I mean I guess if there's you know rights but you yeah it's, it's the rights issues like licensing a single movie even an old t made for TV movie 
can cost like thousands of dollars. Yeah. Just even for one title. Cause we looked into it for some of the stuff we have at Scarecrow. Yeah. Now, some of the stuff we have, you can find like older stuff that's not available anywhere else. Archive.org has, we work with a film preservation society that takes our older films and puts them up on archive.org so you can watch them for free. But I think they've only done like five or six silent films so far. Mm, cool. But yeah, so no, I almost I almost went and got that. Um, the, the, the Don't Be Afraid. What is it? Don't Be. Don't be afraid, afraid of the dark. dark. Yeah, it's a yeah. VHS, I think, but yeah, it's there. That's fantastic. So it's something. And, I've... Yeah, I really like it. The the little the special effects are really good for what it is. Yeah, made for TV movie. The monsters look like little dried up apple head dolls, kind of. So yeah. they're not that scary, or you wouldn't think they're that scary until the lights go out and then suddenly they're terrifying. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a really... I liked it. I felt like it was a really good made-for-TV horror film. Yeah. <laughs> and so does Max. Um, my next uh, Little Monsters movie is... So, oh my God. when I was little, and, and honestly, even as an adult, my, my grandma was a doll collector, and she would find these beat-up dolls um, at sales and garage sales and she'd fix them up mm-hmm. and then she'd make clothing for them to right. wear and she had a room literally a room that was lined with shelves that every shelf had rows upon rows of dolls no and thank they you were just set up and because a that lot many of old dolls ladies, a lot of old ladies did that yeah it was a way to like practice making clothing you know and my grandmother was up in age like where they, they you made clothing you made dresses for your kids and stuff for, for yourself mm-hmm. the movie dolls um from 1987 Stuart gordon is no, i haven't seen it it I is just don't generally watch little doll movies but it is wonderful and it is love Stuart gordon it is purely 80s and um this uh awful man is driving down the road with his new snotty wife and his like six seven eight year old daughter and they're you know being pretty shitty to her and Mm -hmm. then the stepmother is just like you know just being awful to the little girl and the car breaks down and they walk down the road and they find this old house with this little old man and little old woman woman and she collects dolls and he makes dolls and they have all of these dolls everywhere sure. and then hijinks ensue like they would right then the dolls come to life and then you got a problem and and murder ensues it is the sweetest charming movie <laughs> and you know there are some amazingly gory scenes there's these uh this guy drives up um, with these two punk rock girls. It's so like mid, of course he does mid eighties punk yeah. rock girls. Um, one of the punk rock girls is the girl from the um, Aha video. Um, and but it is just super duper charming. Scream Factory did a release of it, and it looks probably more beautiful than it did when it was originally released. And about that time, I showed it for Horror Movie Friday. Um, it's just one of those movies that. I loved back then, and it holds up really well, and it's fun. And I'm sorry, dolls like that are always fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Dolls like t- small children in groups. Oh, and especially in groups. Even when I was a child, I did not like dolls. People would give me dolls for Christmas because yeah, I was a I like girl, that. and I'd be like, 
This is no good. You know the ones I never liked were the ones that you could like win at fairs, the, the fashion dolls, where they were super fancy, but they kind of looked like... <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, this is a talkative cat. He's being super, super lovey. He is. Hello. I know, he even let me pet him. It's, it's the leaning his head back so he can stare straight up at me with his head pressed against me. He licked my hand. I know, he's very sweet. I got a cat so kiss. Sweet. Here, let me... Can we give him a blankie? Yeah, let's cover him. I think he just wants to be covered up. He likes to hide under the blanket. Is that is that what you want? I am sorry, horror movie fans. <laughs> this is do, important. Do you want okay, to be under so the blanket? What, um, these fashion dolls from the fair. But they're fucking... Well, I mean, I remember seeing... They were like the really big prize that you could win. Or they were really expensive, too, but they looked like My Fair Lady or, you mm -hmm. know, like oh, yeah. super uber. Yep, you can and still find people, those at the Value Village. Yeah, like, I knew they're people not who had, dolls. like, they're terrifying. I don't know why they're so much scarier than, like, any other doll I've ever <laughs> seen. Um, Have you seen the Reborn dolls? Oh, God, the ones that look like actual babies? Oh, that's even Oh, I saw right. a whole documentary about them. It was amazing. Mm. It's mostly um, older people whose children have all gone yeah. will get these dolls, and they, so they can they're reborn. They look exactly like a real doll, and they keep them at, like they're their babies. Like yeah. they take them to the store in strollers. Somebody That's had their horrifying. windshield broken out because they had left somebody their thought they'd fake left. baby in there, and yeah. somebody thought it was a real, real baby. baby. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's terrifying. It is. It is. <laughs> people so, are weird yes sometimes delightfully and sometimes in terrifying ways so what's your next uh, little monster um, okay they're not that little but there's a movie called wait wait there's something that says creepy oh <laughs> in Oh, I think I've talked about those before. Okay, I'm just going well, through I've here. I've talked about a bunch of mine. I've talked about dolls a bunch of times. Um, um, my taste in movies tends to skew partially toward really bad movies. <laughs> and one day I came home, I turned on my TV, and there was a movie on that looked like it had been made for a public access channel. And, of course, I was delighted. Because this looked like the kind of acting you normally see in the masquerade portion of a science fiction convention when people come out and they do a little skit in their character. Oh my god, yeah. And that movie is called Troll 2, The Nilbog Horror. See, Troll, not Troll 2, but Troll is on my list. It was the next one. I was literally looking up some of the actors' names. Mm-hmm. That are in okay. So you please tell me because I'm entering Troll Tool and being angry, being very angry. Well, you would be if that's what you knew. If you knew what you were watching, but I had the the innocence <laughs> you <had> of youth. <laughs> this was like ten years ago. The innocence of not quite middle age. And <laughs> the plot of Troll Two is that there are these goblins. They're not even trolls. They're, they're goblins. Nilbog spelled backwards is goblin. That's that's a thing they discover at the very end of the movie in their review mirror because they're idiots. And what they what they want to do is eat vegetables. They cannot eat flesh. But they live in the forest, so you would think pretty easy, but no. What they do is they take people and they trick them into eating food 
which is infected with spores that then turns the people into plants so that they can eat them as plants. <laughs> yeah. So you get some actors with you get some actors standing in plant pots covered with plastic vines screaming. Uh you get the whole family sitting down for a feast. My favorite scene. And the kid is who knows the secret because his grandfather's ghost appears in the mirror and tells him. The kid <laughs> knows that if they eat this food, they will all turn into plants and be eaten by the goblins. And he cannot, and he keeps trying to keep them from eating the food. And finally, he has to pee on the food. And then it, it, it is it is hilarious. And the reason that I find it personally hilarious is because it is entirely heartfelt. Oh, it is. The guy who made it. And there's a beautiful documentary on it's it. It's filmed by a, an Italian director who came into town and everybody thought it was going to be awesome and real. And, and that they, they were, were going to be in a great movie. And then this came out in the theaters and they were like, oh, that's sad. But oh well, we made a movie. No he one is, will ever watch this he again. to this day, though. He oh, was, he's the he's dentist. Yeah, he's the dentist in town. Completely committed to like what he made. Oh yeah, they they came to it showed at the Grand Illusion the documentary. What is it called? The greatest worst movie. Uh, the best worst movie. Best worst movie. They came to. Um, it's okay, honey. Grand Illusion, and they had like green food you could buy. Yeah. And they had a giant barbecue and beer festival outside the theater. And all of the actors were there for it that were in the movie. Because they're just people who live in this small town. And, and they were so excited. And that's what makes me love um, Troll 2. Is that it's so sincere. It really is. They thought they were making a good movie. And they were all trying their hardest. And they didn't quite make it. And yeah. I love that so much more than like a trauma film. Where there, people are like, let's go make a bad movie. Yes. I, I like the heartfeltness of... Yeah. Uh, of just failing a little bit more than you think you are. Yeah. Um, I've got another small creature movie like that on my sure. list. Well, here, why don't I... But go I, ahead. I'm going to talk really briefly about no, Troll. Talk as long as you'd like about Troll. <laughs> <laughs> so, Troll, um, I watched... Um, there was a point when the Fox, do Fox Station had just started, and I had a little black and white TV in my room, and I was, I was a young enough teen where I kind of was on my own a lot and spent a lot of time in my room. And, uh, you know, so it's like that was when Friday the 13th, the series was starting, Freddy's Nightmares. Um, and, you know, again, we still only got two stations, but I got, and then all of a sudden got this third station, which is Fox. Did he mew as you touched <laughs> he's him? He's still meowing, but he's under a blanket, so I don't think <laughs> the microphone can pick him up anymore. So um, the, the two movies that I remember the most um, catching on Fox... Um, was um, there was a horror movie host that showed uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, which just blew my mind. I was I was unprepared from that title to see a movie the quality of what Creature. It's from a the Black really good Lagoon movie. Is. Don't yeah. watch uh, Return of the Creature; it will break your heart. No, the creature is now trapped in an aquarium where they're trying to elect where they're electrocuting him regularly when they feed him fish, mm. and he escapes. And the whole time you're like, "Go monster! These people are awful." So Troll was just on one night, and I, I was like, whatever, I don't, you know, it's a, probably a Friday night, and I don't have anything else to do, I'm going to watch this movie. And I remember laughing, because it has, like, Sonny Bono in it, 
And, um, right. But what is really, really funny about this movie is, because it came out in the mid-80s, is um, the dad's name is Harry Potter and the son's name is Harry Potter Jr., mm-hmm. which is funny. But what's also funny is the, the little boy is played by uh, the kid that played Atreyu in oh, um, Never Ending Story. Never Ending Story. I didn't know that. Um, so what happens is you've got the boy and he's got a little sister and... Um, she finds a creature, a troll, in the basement. And um, basically, as the movie progresses, um, he's trying to turn the apartment building, which is kind of like a brownstone in New York, he's trying to turn it back into what he can live in. Right. So he so, wants it to be a floral Garden of Eden, Eden place. Yes. With where fawns. Elaine from Seinfeld dances naked. Mm-hmm. And um, also, gosh, what is that other... Uh, little person actor it's uh billy barty phil um phil vondicaro okay um who i, I thought i'm trying to remember if he i like i remember him and his wife had like a production company or something oh, like good that for them um but you know he what he lived in the building and he like uh-huh. meets them and is like really nice he's like really i'm just a person uh-huh. and he starts like taking over the people and recreating the homes they're in and then you end up finding out that um a, a woman who's a wizard like lives in the top floor of the building and and she had known him you know a millennia ago and has been living as a human and helps this is them. such a confusing movie I just loved it so much. It's just very sweet. And I love those movies where, like, a young child, like, has to fight to save his family and a fight to save their home. And I'm just, I'm a big fan of the Strike Up the Band movies and, like, everything where they have to pull people together to save everybody. And I just love it. You're like, I like Street. No, you didn't like Street Trash. but (laughs) I did not like it. I did uh, should I recommend it? Should I talk about a movie that is impossible to find? Yes. Okay. Along the same lines of Troll Two, the Nilbog, of Troll Two, the Nilbog Horror, <laughs> or possibly Nilbog Terror, but I think it's horror. Is a film called a little film on VHS only called Island of the Beastmen. Now the Beastmen, when you think Beastmen, you usually think a large hulking figure. Yeah. No, they're those little guys from Trilogy of Terror. They're, they're like that. They're little wooden guys that look just like the guy from Trilogy of Terror. And they have a mechanism in them that makes their arms move back and forth. The special effects things do. And, that, that's, and apparently they eat people, but only off camera. <laughs> so I love this, again, because it's one of those films that tries to really hard. And it takes place... In the 1910s, the Titanic has just wrecked off the coast of this island or some other cruise ship. I don't, I don't remember if it's... I think it is specifically the, the Titanic, Titanic. Oh, has, yeah. has wrecked, but the people wash ashore on this tropical island yeah. like you do. They swim away from the iceberg and land They in are the wearing costumes that would embarrass a local theater troupe with their poor quality. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm going to do a play set in an other era. And what do we have? We've got a mini skirt and this flapper thing and then a and top hat. Right. And the men have vests. That's how you know <laughs> it's another era. The men have vests. <laughs> um, 
And I think there's seven or eight of them, and they're all different characters. And at the beginning of the film, they have accents, but at other points of the film, they don't have accents. At some points, they forget the era they're supposed to be in. Like, in the first part of the film, they're very much in the 1910s or 20s with the slang they're using, and they have accents. And then as the film progresses, they become more and more less of a theater troupe, more of a bunch of people just hoping to get this damn film done. <laughs> And it's VHS only. Um, I got it from Scarecrow Video because I love... I, I Nothing makes me as happy as homemade horror movies. And this is right up there with the worst of them. And just love it. It is... It's an undiscovered gem. <laughs> um, when you were talking about, you know, you'd think... this What is it? The Beastmen? Or is it Island the of the Beastmen. Because that, that completely reminds me of, uh, from, did, were you someone who watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Mm-hmm. But with the fear demon from Halloween, where they were, like, doing all the stuff to prevent the fear demon from coming. Yeah. Because they had missed on the on the page where it says, shown in actual size. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's don't the don't talk the I'm fear like, demon. <laughs> the Beastmen are coming. I'm like, the Beastmen. <laughs> no! I'm like, these have to be, like, guys in, like, part of a gorilla suit. I'm like, these are just guys in part of a gorilla suit. That's what your beast man is going to be. Nope. Just a little uh, wooden guy, and they only had, like, five of them, but they had to make it look like they had a lot. They're always popping up out of the grass like prairie dogs. (laughs) Prairie dogs. Oh, terror! (laughs) So the one that made me really, really sad is... um, there was a, a really nice Blu-ray that was put out of um, Cat's Eye, which is the anthology mm-hmm. film. Yeah, it's got that um, little guy in it. Yeah, and, um, you know, so I remember really, really liking it way back when. And I loved I loved the bit with Drew Barrymore and her cat where they had the little troll creatures right, little, right, the little that came out and that were, like, trying to, house. you know, and... You know, it's the whole, like, the cat is going to steal mm-hmm. your breath and it was actually, you know, the cat's protecting her. But also the the not relevant to this episode theme but i haven't seen quitters inc in forever the the <laughs> and, and i want to see that again but it just kept running like every time that jim and i were sitting here and we're like okay want to watch it want to watch something and i'd be like cat sigh and he'd be like yeah i don't want to watch yeah. it right now <laughs> so eventually i'm going to watch it but i do really remember the whole parts with the the little monsters coming out of the wall um, yeah and there's just something so terrifying about something that Something that attacks you while you're in your bed because that is just such a, That's a primal such a, that fear. That is such a low thing to do. It is, and it but it's a great fear that you have as a child. Um, I oh, yeah. I was very very careful. Um, you know, I I was probably in my late teens where I could sleep with like anything out under the covers because it was just a fear I had of, mm-hmm. of something yeah, everybody has that. touching me or grabbing me or biting me. I had I had. Fears of skeletons that would, I think I'd heard the phrase skeleton in your closet. So I would sleep with mm. the sheets pulled up over my ears because I had some fear that they would bite my ears. There's a folk, <laughs> there's an urban legend about a thing called Mr. Bloody Bones. Oh. And it's basically you're laying in bed and you open your eyes and it's laying in bed next to you. And it is a skeleton with blood and some meat on it. And I'm like, no, thank you. Just that story, like, freaked me out. 
That's horrible. That's a horrible story. It is. Isn't there one of the um the uh oh I don't think I ever talked about this. I don't think it's this. a creepy pasta. There is a creepy pasta of some folklore. smiling creature that like smiling something where it smiles. You see you and it you see it and you can't react because if you react or show fear. Um, anyway, but one of the things I wanted to bring up because I I meant to bring it up in an earlier podcast is um they just recently uh um canceled channel zero and you really liked it and i did not. really really liked it and i don't think i've talked about it since having watched all four seasons and I, it was you know the the writing was on the wall when they dropped like they aired all of the final season in like one drop mm. so i personally it, it doesn't have much to do with this topic but it's something i meant to bring up because I've been so impressed with this show all along the way. And I kind of watched, I, you know, I kept waiting to watch each season and I really liked the first one. Um, and I watched the first, the next three in a quick succession Mm -hmm. individually, like each of them are such a different story. Um, and, and, and there were ways in which each of them were so terrifying Mm -hmm. and, I'm so sad that they canceled it on that fourth season because there were parts of that fourth season that were just utterly, utterly terrifying. It's just nightmare making of you go into a room that is a room, you know, and suddenly there's a door in it that wasn't there before. I'm out. And what do you, what do you do? That's what dreams are like. In that instance, it's just terrifying. The idea of what could be behind that dream or behind that door. Um, and it just did everything it did really, really well. And a lot of them are available on uh, Shutter, or I think I watched one of them on Hulu. Um, so, you know, there's just four. And the thing is, it's nice about them. And they're, they're all like six episodes, I believe. So they're all a nice, tight story. Um, they're, you know, four different, very separate stories. Um, and they're fantastic. And I just really highly recommend them. Um. There's a lot of little creature horror that I have not mentioned. I kind of like, mm-hmm. I like what we're doing with our podcast where we're just talking about the stuff that we really like or that really meant okay. something and keeping yeah. it tight. So if you've got um, some more that you wanted to bring up, I would love to hear. Hi, you are ridiculously <laughs> Very adorable. silly cat. Uh, let's see, what have I got? Um, I've got some stuff, but not necessarily whole movies like... Those little fairies in Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, God. Those things are nasty. And when we went to the Guillermo del Toro exhibit, they had them. Mm, I wish I'd gotten to see that. They were pretty cool. I got some good pictures of them. (coughs) So, those little... Were they tooth fairies? Do they steal people's teeth? Sorry, I'm taking a picture of my cat. It's really cute. That's okay. You can post it in the group as (laughs) when this drops. I'm also very fan, very fond of both Ben and Willard. Ben is the rat. Willard is the boy, I believe. Yes. Because I used to have pet rats, and they're so sweet. They are very sweet. I'm not a person who is afraid of rats. Even wild rats, as long as they're going the other direction, don't yeah. bother me, as long as they're not in my house. Yeah. I don't want to share space with them unless they're pets. Yeah. So I like those guys. There's the little knifey guy in Trilogy of Terror. He's pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have any movies that are specifically about small monsters that I'm deeply in love with. I thought I thought about the brood. 
man. I thought about Her. the brood, but we had already done an evil child episode where we talked about the brood. You know what's even more terrifying than her little child creatures that run around? Mm-hmm. It's the pod she has on her body. That's... Yeah, that she has this giant external womb that they kind of yes. grow in. Uh. That's pretty unpleasant. <laughs> that's, that's shit that a man makes up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How can I make pregnancy more terrifying from my end? <laughs> oh, Cronenberg. Oh, Cronenberg. <laughs> All right. Well, this is an absolute pleasure, and uh, thank you guys for your patience on our one-week extension. I uh, can't wait to uh, talk to you again in two weeks. Have a good one. Thank you. Don't Read the Latin can be found at don'treadthelatin.com, on Twitter at drtlpodcast, on Tumblr, or at facebook.com slash don't read the Latin. Please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends and thieves about us. We're dying to meet them. <laughs>